welcome to the Wadfam Chalk Pod. I'm Dylan Weaver. I'm Andrew Sabo, I think. And we're uh, we're here to talk about Blackard's Revenge, part two, the final Blackard episode. It's happening, guys. It's not just the the final conflict. It's the final final conflict. Yeah, this is the end of the epilogue. This is the last conflict. Yes, this is uh, the uh, yeah. The, the final conflict wasn't actually the end. Mm-hmm. A final countdown to, per se, a uh, last battle. Yeah. Just, uh, just, just remember, death is not the end. Don't feel the Reaper. This so, is uh, the worst way we've ever started an episode. I, I certainly has the least to do with Odyssey. <laughs> yeah. So what episode are we talking about? We said so we're talking about Blacker's Revenge, part two. Yep. Uh, it's episode you... 425. Yeah. First aired October 9th of 1999. Mm-hmm. That's ten nine nine nine. Um, it was written and directed by Phil Waller. You doing okay, Andrew? Oh, I'm hanging in there. <laughs> and it's uh, it's episode three on album thirty three. That's three three three. Ten nine nine. Virtual realities is the title of this album. <laughs> the name and the artwork come from this episode, but weirdly. Okay, we need to talk about the artwork. Yeah. Because for a couple reasons. I'm pulling up the wiki. One, the um so the artwork is Aubrey in this like spiral, and off to the side we have Washington, I assume. Mm-hmm. We have Blackard. Mm-hmm. We have Jason. Is it Jason? Pretty sure it's Jason. Maybe no, no. It is Caesar, and then it's Lincoln. Never mind. As I as I open this up, it is Caesar. But man, does that look like Jason? Yeah, it really does. They have the same chin. Yeah. Um, but the original artwork for this album is um scarring. Oh. So one moment while I pull that up, it is. It's on the wiki, but it is a super low-res small image, and so you're going to get more out of it if I give it to you in the uh, official guide. Look at how they depict Aubrey. Where is Aubrey? Is she in this picture? Yep. It's Blackard, it's Wit, it's Eugene, and that other person... That's Aubrey? Is Aubrey. Aubrey looks like she's like a librarian wearing Jenko jeans. What? She has short hair. Which I am a fan of. In case anybody was wondering. But then, like, a... It is... She's got John Lennon glasses. Yeah, she does have John Lennon glasses. a sports jersey on. Right, that doesn't fully cover her thing. She is very thick. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. It's really bizarre. And the, um... And the... That was that artwork was never... Was not what was actually used. Mm -hmm. The stuff... The one they actually use is, like, the same artwork, but with a different, more normal-looking Aubrey. Yeah. Like, a little bit more timeless. Looks that like one a looks child. extremely 90s. Yeah. And she also looks, like, the same age as Eugene. I don't know. It's weird artwork. Yeah, no, she's taller than Eugene. Yeah, I mean, it might be a forced perspective thing, but also, like, the artwork doesn't make sense. In that, like, it's Eugene and Aubrey running towards Wit with Blackard looming in the background? Yeah, no, I'm getting a strangely Lion King-esque of kind of like, you know how Mufasa's in the stars? Yes. Yeah, that's that's what I'm getting here. Yeah. Anyway, so that that's a visual tangent for everyone listening at home. 
Google it, or maybe not. I don't know. It's weird. Um, <laughs> otherwise, uh, voice actor-wise, mm-hmm. we have essentially the same cast as the previous episode. There are two flashback scenes in this that are new audio. That is Times Square, the Coliseum, and the Philosophers. Mm-hmm. All the other jumping around throughout Odyssey's history is all um, pre-recorded audio. Okay. Like, that was stuff from previous episodes. That makes um, sense. So the only person who we hear in the new audio is Will Ryan voicing Socrates. Mm-hmm. Um, there, we hear Julius Caesar's voice, but his actor is not listed on the wiki. Um, Probably Phil Lawler. I mean, there's a chance. Well, he um, plays William Brewster. Right, which is um, a in, pilgrim. Yes, a pilgrim in the in the flashback sequence. Yeah. Um, without that being said, we don't have a promo. We don't have a promo because uh, it's yeah, part two. Yeah, it. This is a two parter, and they only did a promo for one part. Let's just uh, let's just get into it. So, how weird. The episode begins with. Uh, with the end of the previous yeah 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 it it picks up right where the last episode left off uh we got wit and blackard basically blackard is holding aubrey hostage in the imagination station um and wants wit to come in and get her yep um they have aubrey's status monitor which is nuts yeah okay so so when when I think about the logistics of the Imagination Station, which is an incredibly painful thing to do, because Fair. I've been going back and listening to old Odyssey and listening to like the first, you know, like the first Imagination Station adventure with two people. Yep. It sounds like it's two telephone booths, right? How which would make sense. But then you watch the cartoon; it looks like a spaceship. That's the cartoon fine. does not count. No, the cartoon doesn't count. However, I'm pretty sure. The Imagination Station in uh, Colorado Springs looks like the one from the cartoon. I could be wrong. Interesting. I mean, the thing here is, like, they... Yeah, so, like, Eugene Returns' Mm -hmm. album has, like, the spaceship design of the thing on the cover. So that's kind of what I consider to be canon. But also, there's definitely a thing where, like... I think that there's room for the Imagination Station to have grown and evolved over the years and yeah. been redesigned by Wit. Yeah. Like, it doesn't necessarily... Yeah, I don't think it needs to be one static design that they mm-hmm. keep throughout 30 years of this show. No, no, I think it can change to... And I think that that's kind of the, kind of the leniency that they afford themselves with Wit being a notorious inventor. You know, yeah. it's just like, oh, yeah, it can basically fit whatever need we need it to because wit can fit, make it fit. You know, it's within his right. character to make it fit. Right. Um, it's like the uh, it's like the, the, the TARDISes that still have their working chameleon circuit where they just, like, land in an, in an era and blend into that era. That's exactly what I was thinking about. Yeah. And that's exactly, I was, like, when I think about the logistics of it, I, it, it feels a lot more like a TARDIS than anything else. Um, and it is very phone booth in structure early on yeah and so we need uh we're talking about these the status monitors right right how does that work so so eugene is monitoring pulls up aubrey's status level 
which shows bra- brain activity, specifically her higher, higher reasoning. reasoning. Yeah. Which, that's just a CAT scan, I'm pretty sure. Right. Or no, no, it's not even a CAT scan. I think that's an MRI. I don't know. Because MRIs are the ones that show, like, brain function. Okay. I will believe you. Yeah. Interesting. No wonder Wit has infinite money. He made a miniaturized MRI machine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Love it. Um, and, yeah. they to, to, to But her reasoning a... is going down. Right. Right, right. Because we need a ticking timer in this episode that will never be brought up again. No, no. Uh, but her... <laughs> Her uh, indicator of higher reasoning is falling. Yeah. Yeah, she's she's slowly becoming the uh, mindless drone that everybody dreads. Which, can we talk about the philosophy of, like, the conservative people of, like, the early 2000s and how terrified they were of children becoming, like, mindless slaves? Uh-huh. Don't watch TV. It'll rot your brain. Don't do this. You'll become, like, just mindless. Yep. I... We all survived. Yeah, I was gonna say, we all survived, and I watched a lot of TV as a child, and I... I, Yeah. I would say that I am far from mindless. (laughs) I'm not saying I'm mindful, (laughs) but... (laughs) Andrew Sabo, far from mindless. Use that on your resume. (laughs) Host of the WODFAM Pod. far from mindless. Far, far, far from mindless. Manager of toys <laughs> at the Target Lidditz location. <laughs> so basically, uh, um, basically what what the first like I guess three minutes of this episode are is just establishing a lot of drama, building yep. up these circumstances. So Wit is monitoring. Oh, I'm sorry, Eugene's monitoring her status stuff. Wit is coming up with a plan B. Connie is sent to do the most important thing, which is praying. Which yep. I was like, ah, oh, that's nice. That's good for yeah. you. Yeah. Well, and they throw out the like, can we just cut the power or pull her out? But they're yeah. like, no, that's gonna be like, like waking a sleepwalker. Yeah, which I thought was funny because the waking a sleepwalker thing is brought up in the Eugene returns three parter. Yeah. yeah. Um, which. I thought because, I had heard it. Yeah. Well, and it's only a phrase, it's only a thing I've ever heard within the context of this show. Yeah, no, that I've heard sense. it twice. Yeah. And that amused me. And also, I know those episodes really well. Um, and then we jump into the Imagination Station, into the Vortex, mm-hmm. within the Imagination into Station. Into the Vortex. I, so it's Aubrey and Blackard in the Imagination Station. And they're, so basically, they're at Times Square. Because that's what uh, that's where they went last episode, um, and now it's like, okay, well, now what? Now, now, where do you want to go? And Blackard's basically showing her all these places. So he starts with the birth, the birthplace of philosophy, with uh, you know, in ancient ancient Greece, right, with Socrates and Plato and Aristotle. Aristotle. The birthplace of reason. Yeah, whoa, whoa. It's the Par- Parthenon, and it is it's stated in a way that shows the writer in this case, Phil Waller's immense disdain for, for like, secular for, philosophy. Maybe it's not just secular philosophy. Maybe it's just ancient Greek philosophy. I'm, I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. However, I would say that I like him. Yeah. Plato no. and Aristotle. I mean, I don't agree with, obviously, everything they say, but you know, no. like, I think... But, uh... but the idea of, like, ah, this is the, like, sneeringly being, like, the birthplace of reason. I'm like... Wait a minute. Yeah, but like, 
Human thought is a good thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's quite valuable. Like, can we, can I, we not... Expanding our level of consciousness isn't anti-Christian. I would say that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yep. I like the idea of trying to run government and stuff based on some sort of common morality versus tying it directly to a religion. Oof, that's a bit topical for right now, but, uh, Yeah. I feel like that's always been topical. No, it has been. <laughs> uh, we, it's been. It's been topical. We just only had a podcast for the past couple of years. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so there's that. Uh, they then jump to the Colosseum um, where yeah. uh, Blackard's like, oh, this is so great. If they give them a thumbs up, they live. And if they give them a thumbs down, they die. How cool is this? I love seeing people get murdered. In virtual reality. And, and Aubrey's I'm... like, I'm like not into this. And he's like, really? Why is that? And she's like, let's get out of here. He's like, no, 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 child. Watch people get uh, killed. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't you want to see this man die? <laughs> and then and then we go. Then Aubrey starts choosing the places yep. to go. Seven. She first calls July 2nd, 1776, yeah. which I like and I thought was funny. Um, well, that's the signing of the Declaration of Independence. Correct. Right? Yeah. But it's not like July Independence 4th. Day. Yeah. So, and Blackard's like, oh, good job on the date. And I'm like, freaking nerds. But also I liked it too. Yeah, but like I appreciate it. And like there's this whole slew then where like she's jumping through um, – She's jumping through all of these, like, American history things. And I'm like, man, like, Aubrey really is into American history. And then I realize, like, oh, no, these are just the only adventures that they've gone on. And that's what they're reusing. Yep. No, yeah, no. So we get <laughs> uh, so, 1776. Right, which I would like to point out. Uh, ben Franklin in this scene being played by Hal Smith incredibly well. Interesting. Um, this is obviously post his death, but yeah, that yeah. was recorded before. I immediately clocked it as being Hal Smith. Yeah. And was just like, I, I thought that I heard him. Really like that they worked Hal Smith into a into the final Blackard episode. Yeah. That just feels right. Whether it was intentional or otherwise, I feel like it must have been. I really appreciated that. Yeah. Um she then she then goes to some I I kind of Spanish American War. Yeah. Weird choice. Yeah, it's like some big battle in with, the Spanish with Teddy War. Roosevelt yeah. being there, um being voiced by Walker Edmonston. Um yep. And then, like, I wonder if you get residuals if they use archive audio of you. Because, uh, like, in, like, television and stuff, yeah. yeah. But in this, uh, I don't know. Um, so, the, uh, the other, the, we, then, we then go to the Pilgrim's Landing mm -hmm. in America um, with Phil Lawler as Brewster and an unknown person as Bradford. We then go to uh, Columbus, and then Pearl Harbor, and then the Crucifixion. Yeah, Pearl Harbor to the Crucifixion. Can we talk about that? Columbus transit? to Pearl Harbor to the Crucifixion. It's like, okay, we just keep going, like, we're just doing American history. Pearl Harbor, wow, okay, bold. Dark move. The Crucifixion. And then that's where Blackard's like, no. Yeah. You can't see that. You can have every, you can have fruit from every tree in the kingdom, but not that one. Yeah, no, that's really interesting. So, 
this episode gives me some interesting biblical allegories because it goes back and forth between that uh that kind of like okay you know satan in the garden of eden situation but also the um jesus being tempted in the wilderness yep. especially when it's wit yeah. going involved which i i really liked that yeah well yeah and we got to talk about that last week as well like it's, yeah. yeah these episodes are nearly just one episode like yeah. they are very much a story cut in half um and so yeah we really we really get that here and uh yeah blackard's like no like you don't get to see that that's not history that's just myth and Aubrey's like well some people think of it as history she's not a christian but her parents are at this point and she's kind of grappling with this whole thing and is like why is like that the thing you're afraid of yeah like what like why 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 are you like oh yeah you can go anywhere but then like this one thing is off limits and really like kind of duking it out with him yeah about this and he is losing all of his tact that he's had up till this point yeah so basically he was super sly for a lot of this and started to really like everything was going to a going according to plan kind of weaving this in you know kind of i mean grooming this girl for lack of a better no, word no i mean very much so grooming this girl to, to literally take over her body as we is later revealed um yep which is oof that's a mm, ah, ah. Yeah. why did it have to be a girl um Actually, it's not better if it's a dude. Yeah, rape is just rape. We're just going to go with that. <laughs> Say rape is bad in all forms, all the time. Seconded. Um, the views of Andrew Sabo do, in fact, reflect that of the Wadham Drunk Bot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, Aubrey starts to drift into sleep. We didn't We didn't cover that earlier. But, like, no. that's yeah. the... That's the plan, is that's... to get her to fall asleep and then take her out. Yep. And, uh, yeah. Then you hear Blackard screaming for Wit to stop. Yep. And he turns down the speaker, which is a great callback to earlier in the episode when he says, I can't control him talking, but I can turn down the speaker. And then he later gets to turn down the speaker, which I think is fun. And then, um, yeah. So they're like, okay, I think we won this. We're good. Um, and but you know it's only six minutes into the episode so something's got to change here and uh then the uh or maybe it's eight who knows mm-hmm. um and then there's a the power starts to surge and um they turn back on the audio and blackard is threatening to shock aubrey yeah he's like i'm gonna electrocute you unless you get in here wit which is horrifying and Wit's like all right we're gonna do this eugene i think we're ready for plan b and Connie's like, what's plan B? What's plan B? And, you, and Wit's like, I don't have time to tell you, Connie. And I'm like, man, can we get Connie back in the loop? Yeah, it feels mean. It feels yeah. real mean. I get that we need an audience surrogate, and that's what she's she's being here. But like, And she's doing the most. She's doing a great job. Yeah. We love you, Connie. But we, wow. Yeah. I feel bad. You really, you always get the short stick there, sweetie. Yeah. Aborting. Yeah. So, basically, the only way to get rid of Blackard is for Wit to come in personally. And then, um... And Blackard's, like... Aubrey wakes up and Blackard's like, Ah, I put you to sleep because Wit was going to shock you. And she's like, yeah, that seems likely. 
And then he just throws out all subtlety yeah. and is like, so like, you want to be like super smart and get to do this all the time? I'm going to imprint myself onto your brain. Yeah. You'll get my wisdom and learning and I'll get to escape this prison. Yeah. And she's not into it. And no, like, naturally, of course. yeah, naturally not. Like, this mildly sketchy computer program wants to digitally imprint himself onto my consciousness. Uh-huh. I'm gonna say no. Cause like, what, you don't want, like, a creepy old man hitchhiking on your brain? <laughs> That's a very powerful image. <laughs> Especially because, like, you know, brains have, like, all these grooves and stuff. Mm. It's just sliding down yeah, in yeah. a couple of them. <laughs> it's like a little Lego man, like a little stop-motion Lego man just sliding around on <laughs> the outer membranes of my brain. <laughs> no, thank you. Um, yeah. yeah, so anyway, uh, so he's he gonna... throws out all, all subtlety and says this. You can do things you've never done before. And so... The amount of whack stuff that Odyssey puts children through. Uh-huh. This episode was controversial amongst the writing team as to whether or not this was too far. But Phil Lawler was like, well, in the end, good wins. And so they did it anyways. I kind of respect that. I do, too. I, like, I, I, I do I'm saying it that. mockingly, but, like, I, I genuinely am like, I respect yeah. them for pushing the envelope on that and making right. a product that is less safe but more interesting. And, yeah, uh, yeah good, for, good for them for doing that. I have to say, though, I mean, that would really mess me up. <laughs> like, if that were to happen to me as a child. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, this 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 episode is absolutely nuts. So, ex, um, so Wit then goes into the station yep. and offers himself as an exchange for Aubrey, right? Life for life, kind of eye for eye, tooth for tooth situation. Very uh, crucifixiony. Um, yeah, and then because uh, Black is like right, gonna drag Aubrey in, force her to do this thing, and Wit's like, I you know I will offer up my life in exchange for her. Yeah. Um. And, uh, so Aubrey, Aubrey, he lets go of Aubrey and Aubrey's like, wait, run, like, get out of here. And he's like, no, Aubrey, I can't. And Blacker's like, ha ha, like, of course he can't. John Avery Whitaker is a man of his word. Um, and, uh, yeah. And Could you so, imagine if they actually killed Wit here? If this was how the show ended? <laughs> this would be a horrible way to end the show. Blackard wins. <laughs> No, and um, so yeah, and so Wit uh, Wit gives up himself. They he like they step through the vortex together. Wit like is like being electrocuted. Yeah, um, I, there's like kind of sounds of like him fusing his consciousness yeah. with Wit, and at this the audio engineering of this episode is really good. I wanted to say that. I mean, the whole vortex thing sounds so good, and going from adventure to adventure sounds amazing. Um, yep. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, so basically, major props to Todd Busteed, who did the uh, did uh, the sound design this an episode. Absolute madman, a champion. Yes. Um, um and then uh, yeah, Blackard goes, gives his his villain monologue. Mm -hmm. 
You fool. You understand now? I don't need your God. I've come up with my own way to have eternal life. Yeah. Wait, wait. Something is wrong. This isn't what's supposed to happen. What's going on? It's over, Blackard. And we get, like, the Twilight Zone music drop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so weird. And then the sound of the the Imagination Station door opening and Aubrey <laughs> running in to Connie's arms and crying that, Whittak- that Mr. Whitaker is dead. Which I'm glad that they showed that side of things because, like... I feel like what this has been doing to Aubrey has not really been touched on much at all. No, no, no. Of, you know, her being groomed by an old man. And then, obviously, now this is happening. Uh, yeah, it was. I, I was glad that they showed it. It was a moment of me being like, okay, Odyssey recognizes that this would have some deep, deep impact on the, on somebody's mind. Yep. And uh, and then uh, Wit steps out and is like, no, 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 Aubrey, don't worry. I didn't actually go into the machine. We just, uh, like, uploaded a, a program that was like me that had the antivirus, you know, in it and uh, tricked Blackard into uh, killing himself. Boom. That way we're not the bad guy. Yep. And, uh, yeah. And so you get this whole thing of... You know, Blackard's finally gone, really and truly dead. Um, yeah, and may we, God have mercy on his soul. Right, which is very uh, Jack at the end of the final conflict. Yeah, but the the other thing we get is Aubrey asking, like, so could have he done that? Could have he like, you know, got like lived again? And and Wick goes, you know, we can't circumvent God's plans, Aubrey. He has the only program for eternal life, and it isn't through computers. It's through Jesus Christ. And then, and then that, the exchange where Connie's like, then that means Blackard is finally, really, and truly dead? It's like, no, yes, you... Connie, and he was until literally today. Yeah. Like, he had been, didn't know about that. He'd been dead for five years. Everyone knew. Mm-hmm. Like, he was already really truly dead and then the show decided to bring him back mm-hmm. and then at the end of an hour or two of him being back make it very clear of like and now he is gone and we will not do this again hmm yeah no no they they definitely yeah they definitely write him off into the sunset and by that i mean write him off into hell presumably yeah uh, and then, although he was, he's already, like, this wasn't even really Blackard. No, no, he's um, been dead. It's It was such an interesting move to do that, to make a Blackard's Revenge episode. Like, it's good. I don't think that it's bad. I'm glad that it exists. But yeah, for them to give it the ending that they did, only to bring it back with a new wit, is seems a bit unnecessary yeah i mean like they ended it really well they had this whole thing and now we get this like very fun good adventure but it just feels kind of out of place because it's completely in isolation from everything else right that is that is the problem with this episode and like it so right so the i guess the the reason this episode exists is 
we didn't have a we didn't have a final interaction between wit and blackguard they're being shown as these two opposing forces Mm -hmm. but because of hal smith's death they don't get to wrap that up with wit they Mm -hmm. do it with jack thinking that that's going to be the end of the series and then they keep the series going recast wit and are now like okay so wit continues to exist in this world Mm -hmm. like we should have him come up against blackguard again but we don't want to bring the man back it's easy to see how like this would have gone about blackguard has control of wit's end knows he's gonna die from ruku and at Mm -hmm. that point is like okay well in the event that i die which i know is gonna happen what's some way that i can cheat death yeah and has access to the imagination station and implants this virus in it like i can suspend my disbelief enough that that kind of makes sense no no it totally does to me at least it's never clear why now yeah. Like, I, I don't know why... Is it just, why, like, a random adventure or something? I don't know why he just, like, came back at this point. If he was just constantly sitting there going, hmm, when is someone going to take a trip in this imagination station that is vulnerable and not a Christian? Boom! Now I'm springing! Like, I don't know. I think that that's um, exactly what it was. Either that or it was baked into one specific program, and yeah. she just happened to be the one who activated it. Yeah. That would be the the realist the realistic option. Yeah. And then like the other note is that the the you can tell in like kind of some of the clunkiness of the scripting at one point. Like Blackard, the original script, there was a scene where Blackard did actually shock Aubrey, mm-hmm. but in this it just has him threatening to do it. Uh because they were like, Yeah, let's not be that intense. Let's not torture children yeah. on camera. <laughs> but yeah. And then this episode ends on an altar call. Yeah. Um, which is weird because, like, if you're listening through on the Blacker Chronicles, we just got that two episodes ago. Yeah. But, uh, and this one is way more hammy. Yeah, than no, it's not, it doesn't leave a good taste in your mouth. The Final Conflict one, I didn't particularly like it, and it didn't seem like it was thematically relevant in the same way. No, it's not, because Aubrey it doesn't felt... have a coming of, no. you know, she doesn't have a come to Jesus story until under the influence yeah exactly uh it just it it felt it just it felt very bible man to me exactly it felt completely unnecessary and just enforced and yeah like you said hammy where it's just like okay we killed the bad guy now uh jesus what why 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 would i do that oh uh well you don't want to die right like you don't want to go to hell yeah. Like this guy, like this this guy was a bad guy. Like that's where he's going. Like you don't want to go there, you know? Yeah. And it's I don't know. I just that that logic is I understand that that's a big part of a certain subset of Christian culture and it's a part that I just have a hard time swallowing is just you know I don't love Jesus because it gets me out of hell or because mm-hmm. it's a or like yeah, even just like I don't love Jesus because of the eternal life aspect of it you know yeah it's a huge plus side i mean don't get me wrong it's awesome but it's it's one of those things where so what this episode does right they kill him off they talk about the fact that he's dead and finally gone and then they're like altar call because someday you're gonna be dead and finally gone and where are you gonna be (laughs) right so there is the classic 
like Gen. Well, X. so to I don't know tie this together in a way that I think is interesting. So we're talking about Blackard and this child Aubrey, and he's threatening her and manipulating her, and like we get that whole thing of like. Ah, yes, Blackard is this child psychologist, and he is using, like, his skill in that regard to manipulate this child into trying to take over her. Yeah. And then the episode ends with being like, you know what, kids? That episode was scary. You know what isn't scary? My Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You should follow him. Bing! (laughs) And it... Makes me, yeah, it really Focus rubs the me the family. wrong way. Yeah, yeah, it's no, it's it's rough. It, it's 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 not good. And and the the thing is, I genuinely like this episode. Yeah, I do. Too. I really do. I just I don't know why they had to end it like this. But, yeah, you know. Also, whatever. this episode's eighteen minutes long. Yeah, it's with so short. the with like two minutes of credits because there's yeah. an ultra call. Yeah, I was like, that is crazy. And so it it did air on the radio with a shorty about King Solomon at the end. Oh, interesting. Because that was a thing that Odyssey tried to do for a while. Was have like a main story and then a little tack on story at the end? Yeah, just I don't know, just fill fill dead air, I guess. Or Bible stuff. Yeah, maybe just like a little the, little like, five minutes. It's minute like the thing. Sunday school thing where it's like, okay, we watched the Bible cartoon, now we watch the movie, you know. But but yeah, it's a good episode. I think it's I think it's a fine way to like. Bring back Blackard back for one last hurrah. I don't think it r- completely undermines his finale in a way that it totally could. Mm-hmm. But it also is not great. Also, wit ending on May God Have Mercy on His Soul is like, I get that that's a callback to the final conflict. But also, that was a p- computer pro- program. Blackard yeah. has been dead for five years, depending on how Odyssey time works. It's really weird for you, Wit, to, like, say that now. It makes it seem like this computer program had a soul, and I don't like that. Well, and I guess the part... I get some very uh, Harry Potter Horcrux vibes where it's like... <laughs> oh, that is that is a great point, and it is right at the right time for that to be yeah, the case. Yeah, exactly. So I, I'm thinking... Although, no, I guess this is pre-Horcrux. Never mind. Yeah, the seventh book came out in like 2009 or 11, something like that. Um, I forgot that Horcruxes aren't there from the beginning. But regardless, you know, it's very, uh, they were ahead. Very Quirrell, the black, or Voldemort on the back of Quirrell's head. Yeah, exactly. It's, uh, it's very interesting. I, I think that maybe there is some sense of like, uh, his consciousness has been preserved in some sort of way. But yeah, no, there's no way that like there is a soul attached to an AI. Yeah. Oh, what? Wow. Yeah, there's no way. Nope. Nope. No way. Not going to entertain that thought anymore. That's a little bit more sci-fi than I'm willing to get today. That sounds like an episode for the twilight zone. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know. I don't know what else I have to say. It's been fun going through Blackard. Uh, yeah, with everyone. this is it. This is this is this is where where we end. This is the end of Odyssey's good versus evil chronicles mm-hmm. saga. Yeah. That is like the most explicitly that of anything. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean with Novacom, you get 
Novo Cop is way more of a mystery. Yeah, it's a mystery. It's good this guys is versus like a corporation. An epic. Yeah, this is this is a comic book in the sense where it's like yeah. we've got big bad guy over here, big good guy over here, fight. You know. Yeah. Um, yes, it's something you would see in the pages of Power Boy. Exactly. <laughs> However. What we instead get is, we've got good guy here and bad guy here, let's make our respective children fight. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we got, mostly. Right. Well, and also, I don't... Do, do, do we hammer home enough the fact that Wit has a literal Jesus moment of giving himself up for her? No, we didn't hammer that home. No. I would I'm, just like to really yeah, emphasize. Really, really say that they just, yeah, I mean, they did not... They did not try and hide that at all, and you know, no, not that they should have, because yes. he's doing a good thing, and, and I definitely sympathize. And with it that. wasn't actually wit; it was a computer program being wit, being which is like worse. <laughs> well, no, no, no. Which I was gonna say then makes wit God and the computer program his son. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Mabel is Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> interesting <laughs> this is a part of the canon that we'll have to explore later i don't know if maybe perhaps we talk again. to phil lawler about it see what he says that is a horrible idea that's a yeah well ah, yeah um words i don't have them anything else you want to say i don't know no i don't feel like as beholden to make a big deal about this because we did we a did two hour episode, episode on yeah. the final conflict i don't really know that i have a, a whole lot to throw on at the end of this 18 yeah. minute episode because i mean plot wise it's been covered the discussion questions are pretty basic um you know why did we say that dr blacker could not have invented a program for eternal life well because eternal life is a spiritual thing and that is a digital thing and i do i do think it's interesting that wit also like wit made the afterlife program where mm -hmm. like he got to experience heaven yeah um and which was using the imagination station and now blackard's using it as a way to try and come up back from the dead also is like his plan for eternal life to just keep hopping from body to body yeah for much. eternity yeah no, it's just... That a, doesn't seem like eternal life. No, no, no. That seems like eternal hopscotch. Yeah. It's my favorite band. I love eternal hopscotch. Gosh, you ever been to a mosh pit at an eternal hopscotch concert? They're There's very just people punk. tossing stones and headbanging and one foot, two foot, one foot. Is tossing stones a thing in mosh pits? No, no, no. It's a thing okay. in hopscotch. Frick me! I hate. <laughs> I I walked. Oh man! All right, good joke, Andrew. No. You know you've hung out with me enough times. The 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 roles were bound to be reversed at some point. I just <laughs> made it this long. <laughs> and on a day in which I am in this mental condition, nonetheless. Oh. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. Um. What are some ways you can think? of to check if people are telling the truth about god oof that's actually a very interesting question dylan what are some good ways to think of you can think uh you can think of to check if people are telling the truth about god i mean we have the bible yes Put that one pretty high on my list of resources yeah um also people in my life who i trust are walking with the lord yeah um, 
outside of that, trust no one. No. <laughs> you are alone in this walk. <laughs> I think the important thing for me when it um, when it comes to like trying to determine the validity of what other people are saying is to just be humble about it and be like they probably don't have it 100 percent right and i probably don't have it 100 percent right that's a good and, point and just yeah. be like you know what i'm sure there's a parts of what both of us that are saying that the that is correct and right. so i'm going to choose to lean into those things and uh kind of yeah do that and like you said like do research formulate you know your own opinions by leaning into community which you feel safe you know um people that are older smarter than you reading books reading the bible obviously you know yeah the bible is such a it's, it's a sketchy book to to try and to make that be the answer just because you can read it so many different ways and chances are what they're saying is probably backed up in the bible at some point depending on what it is you know well i mean yeah, we talked previous episode about like about satan using the words from mm -hmm. the bible exactly um, out of context so it is a thing of like well I and mean, blackard does too with the truth will set you free like mm -hmm. it's that thing of like right so it's not like you can't just be like well i mean a pluck a verse out of the bible and that's how, that's the answer like yeah understand the context and what's being said and talk to people who know stuff well, and also just embrace the fact that it's probably not as black and white in reality as you think it is. Hmm. And, and, and just, just, just embrace that and be like, you know what? I can find peace in feeling like I've put in the work to know that the shade of gray that I see it as is probably closer to what it actually is rather than the black and white that I've been presented, you know? Hmm. Uh, and just kind of be like, you know what? This is, this is good enough for me. And if I look back in five years and be like, I was completely wrong. That's fine because everybody's still learning, you know? Everybody's still figuring out what, who God is and, and, and what it means to follow him, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't really know that I have, have much else to say in regards to this episode. I, other than it's been a delight. It's been yeah. an absolute delight to listen to these episodes. To finally be done with Blackheart is, is yeah. kind of exciting. I'm excited to... To move on to the part of this show that is not us covering a giant saga. Yeah, um, it's, it's fun doing little bits and pieces of stuff. Yeah. Um, and yeah, thank you to everyone who has kind of jumped on mm -hmm. for this Blackguard stuff. I hope you stick it out as yeah. we cover other stuff that is better or worse um, kind of going forward. Or at the very least, just different. Yeah. Um, and as like our format can be a bit different because... We're not beholden to a 30-episode arc. Mm -hmm. So just like, yeah, thanks for coming along for the ride, guys. Um, yeah. That takes, yeah, I don't know. There's a level of, of trust and a time commitment that come with that. And just, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's, it's, it is very, uh, it's, it is genuinely impressive to me that we have consistent listeners. Like, I think that every now and then we put out an episode where I'm like, oh, that's funny. Like, that'd be something I'd listen to. But like, people that listen to every week, <laughs> I'm like, How? You don't get you don't get bored. I get bored of podcasts I listen to every week most of the time. At some point or another. Not really me, but you know. No, Dylan Dylan is a camel. Dylan is a podcast camel. <laughs> he has the endurance. Putting that in my bio. Podcast camel. <laughs> uh, um I'm not gonna promote anything. No, nah, I ain't got nothing to no. promote. Alright. Then 
So, uh, obviously, done with Blackguard. Next up, uh, previously announced, but we're, we'll hit it again here. We are doing a three-parter on the other side of the glass. Um, and then we've got some other ideas. That's in... New Odyssey, just to clarify. If you haven't heard of it. It's, it's not New Odyssey. It's album 48. That's Yeah, New Odyssey is post-album 50. Come on. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. I, I respect that. This is 15 albums in the future. We are jumping yes. 15 albums. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, we're jumping like, you know, 10 years in the future. But mm-hmm. like, uh, yeah, that is, uh, so that's that's the three-parter we're doing next. That should be really fun. Um, we're also going to be doing some guest episodes, most likely. We've got, um, and then we're going to kind of figure out what we're going to jump on to next. Um, there's a couple different things we've been talking about. But also, if, uh, if you would, if you've got something that you want us to cover and you'd be interested in hearing us talk about, I will not guarantee anything. But you are welcome to let us know, whether that be on an email, on Twitter, on a voice memo, on Anchor for some reason, um, kind of whatever Andrew's Instagram DMs, what, what, <laughs> whatever, whatever your preferred method Andrew of Sabo. <laughs> whatever your preferred method of contact is, uh, just just drop us a line and yeah, uh, yeah we we're curious to know what, what do you, you guys, guys want us to cover? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, because we've got, yeah, we've, we've got... covered the two big ones. When we started this, it was okay. We started Novacom, and then and that's probably mid- all we're gonna do. Yeah, and then we, well, midway through when we were like, okay, we're gonna keep going. Well, we're gonna cover Blackguard at some point. Yeah, and then it was just a matter of biding our time, and and now we're now we're done with that. So, I know. You know, there's there obviously we have ideas, and there's so much Odyssey to to yeah talk about. It's like nine hundred episodes. <laughs> yeah. We're not gonna run out. No, um, but. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm just curious as to what other people want to listen to. No, and no full well. Um, that just because you stated something does not mean we will cover it. We might wind up covering like something like, like the Twilight Zone okay, that people no. do not like. But also, yeah. But like, what if we put out like a Twitter poll and say like a hundred people said <laughs> that we should cover one album, and that album is not the ties that bind. <laughs> Yeah, no, that <laughs> that album is not getting covered here. That is, I that will, is off limits. Um, I don't want to become an alcoholic. <laughs> and that album might push me over. Ugh. Yeah. So, so yeah. Let us... Uh... <laughs> Why do you drink? <laughs> Focus on the family. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, we'll, I don't know. We'll, we'll figure out what we're doing. Um, and regardless, uh, I hope you guys come along for the journey. Um but until then, uh, we'll be back in a week to talk about The Other Side of the Glass, Part 1. Goodbye, friends. Goodbye. Wadfam Chalkpod is a presentation of the Lidditz Podcast Co-op. This show is a fan podcast and has no official affiliation with Adventures in Odyssey or Focus on the Family. As such, the copyright is ours under Creative Commons. Follow the podcast at WadFamChalkPod on Twitter and Instagram, or email us at WadFamChalkPod at gmail.com. Blackguard's Revenge Part 2 was hosted by Dylan Weaver and Andrew Sabo, and edited by Dylan Weaver. And I'm Nathan Haverstick, hoping you'll join us again next time for more of the WadFamChalkPod. Pod.